in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, so it wasn't an hallucination. It wasn't a nightmare. It wasn't fake news. It really, really, really happened, huh? New York City high school students, Americans, American citizens, young people, 14 to 17 years old, ages uh, grades 9 through 12, evicted from their high school. One of the most uh, vaunted at one point high schools in all of America, James Madison High School in the heart of Brooklyn, they were all kicked out. Don't go to school today, midweek, uh, mid-school year, because the illegal migrants need your space. They need the gymnasium. They need the classrooms. And they're going to stay there. You kids, uh, do something else. Stay at home. Do that Zoom learning that uh, works so well. What is, I mean, can you believe it? This actually happened. I I heard rumblings about it. I thought, okay, well, they're going to just cram it. They'll do one of those co-location things. They'll they'll have them in part of the campus, which we've seen before. But all the students sent home so all of the illegal migrants can move in. Um, Eric Adams, one of the most uh, incompetent, I mean, let's face it, he's one of the dumbest Americans um, alive. And he put the migrants, where did he put them first of all? In, in, in flood zones. He puts them in flood zones. Number one, he invited them here. Don't forget that, right? He bragged about all the goodies they'd get and how well they'd be treated. He uh, went to war with the governor of Texas. So the governor of Texas really giving it, screwing, trying to screw over New York. And uh, they're all here now. So he puts them right by the ocean, Floyd Bennett Field, or right up there on Orchard Beach, you know, flood zones. And what happens when it rains? It gets flooded. What happens when, when when it floods? You gotta find another place for these people. If you didn't bring them here in the first place, that would be number one. But all right, so they're here, and Adams has taken on this responsibility. So he puts them. Where do you put them when you got the Floyd Bennett Field? Two thousand of them at Floyd Bennett Field again. Why a dead airport? <laughs> Why put them there? I don't know. So you bring them to? Uh, do you bring them to the Javits Center, a multi-use state facility in Manhattan? No. How about Fort Wadsworth, a federal facility on Staten Island, right? No. How about Fort Hamilton, right next to the Verrazano Bridge on the Brooklyn side? A uh, great big federal facility, a military base. they got all kinds of facilities and spaces and buildings. No, you don't bring the migrants there. Uh, let's see. What about a great big state building in, say, I don't know, Albany, right? They've got all kinds of – you should see where the state workers, uh, uh, where they – do their whatever the hell it is they do all day long. They've got world-class facilities up there. No, send them to, uh, let's disrupt the children. We can't disrupt the bureaucrats. We can't disrupt uh, the conventioneers coming in from Cleveland. We have to disrupt the children. Children, you go home. I have a note right here from the principal of James Madison High School, which, by the way, you know who went to James Madison High It's been around for 100 years. Chuck Schumer is a graduate of James Madison High School. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the late Supreme Court Justice, went there. Bernie Sanders, United States Senator Bernie Sanders, went to James Madison High School. A guy named Norm Coleman, good guy, Republican. He was the senator from Minnesota for a while, actually went there. Uh, You think uh, Schumer's parents would have just allowed uh, Chucky to stay home? And and then the illegal migrants take over his school? Of course not. Where the hell is Chuck Schumer right now? Where is where is he in that fake little podium and his stupid glasses and his 
and is uh, railing about seatbelts. This is something important. This is something about important. You know, he comes out there on a Sunday. He sets up that stupid podium next to a dock and complains about uh, there are currently no federal regulations uh, for seatbelts and seaplanes. And any seaplane leaving from the tri-state area starting uh, February 9th of 2027 will now be mandate, mandated to have seatbelts in the back seat of a seaplane. Thank you very much, Senator Schumer. Thank you. For... Inconsequential, meaningless stuff. He's all over. This, this is big. Where was he during Black Lives Matter summer? Where is he during the crime surge? He is uh, is a man in hiding. Wow, what a coward. What a bad, bad, bad guy. And, er- <laughs> you know, we could be mad. I, I, I am beside myself. I cannot believe it. The parents are upset. We know that. And we've seen them on TV. I feel for them. But now I'm angry. I want I want to hold people in power accountable. How do we do that? Number one, we put in requests with everyone, everyone, right? I want every Democrat member from New York City, right? You're on notice. Every Democrat member of the city council, you're on notice. Now, there's one guy. Now, what people are smelling here, the political class, there's an opportunity to run against uh, Eric Adams. I guess Brad Lander, who is a scumbag, excuse me, in a lot of different ways. That scumbag is a... is a little bit harsh. Dirtbag. No, no, it's even. He's a jerk. He's a jerk. He was a real defund the police. I take back the scumbag. I take back the dirtbag. But he is a jerk, and he doesn't back the cops. But on this one little thing, I mean, he senses an opportunity here. You can't do this to children. You can't do this to kids, obviously. Eric, what is the matter with you? You just, you know what this brings him? More attention. He gets to wear his suits on TV, and he'll complain about stuff, and he'll defend himself, or he'll point fingers all over the place, but he gets to be on TV. That's all. That's all. That's all. And people will say, they'll think to themselves, too, where did he get that suit? Man, that shirt looks good. This is Brad. This is what passes for leadership now, Brad Lander. <laughs> Brad Lander. What job does he have anyway? What is he, the controller, the public advocate? It's amazing these guys even take a paycheck. Uh, Michael Goodwin is pointing out that um, this may just solidify Eric Adams as a one-term mayor. You do this to kids. I There's national uproar. Elon Musk is upset about this, that a couple of thousand American citizens have been displaced by illegal migrants in a school, in a high school. It is insanity. You know, there are other things that are just as insane, not receiving, and, and even more dangerous. You know, there's a... There's been a proposal. It was actually passed by the city council to make it legal for illegal uh, migrants to vote here. Another proposal to make it legal for illegal migrants to hold office. These things are making their way through the system. Uh, The state Supreme Court shot down the first one, but it's coming back. We are losing this country. And if we don't stand up for these kids, a united front. And you know what, Brad Lander? Look, I take it all back. If you're the best we got, uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm told you said something wise here. Let's hear it. Brad Lander, who is the controller of New York City, and because of our sick little system here, you know, we don't have many to choose from, and you got to be a Democrat, and you got to be far left, but maybe we could find somebody who's not insane, not lazy, and not criminally stupid like Eric Adams, who allowed this to happen, who even initiated it. 2,000 illegal migrants taking over a high school in the middle of the school week. Brad Lander cut three. 
to kick families out of shelter in the middle of wintertime to displace kids from their school in the middle of the school year is honestly one of the cruelest things that New York City Hall has done in generations. Okay, there you go. Well, could he be the next mayor? I don't know. I don't know. That's what they're talking about. You know, look, I'm looking, I'm doing the math. I'm looking at the, the lay of the land and you got to be a far left socialist, uh, to make it in the city. It's crazy. They make primary day on the last school. The system is rigged, but I'd like to bring back Rudy Giuliani right now. The greatest mayor this city ever seen prop right up there. Bloomberg and you, I mean, look, you're. Mayor Giuliani, welcome back. Can you believe it? I really thought this was a bad dream for a moment. They have displaced those uh, those students at the high school. You're aware of this, right? Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it. Every day, is it, isn't it true that something happens and you can't believe it? Which means that we're, I don't know if even the word managed is right. Uh, the oversight of the city, the management of the city is uh, criminally negligent. To the point where it costs people's lives. And same thing with the federal government. Uh, when when you're this bad and you don't pay attention and you have a, a, a plethora of crazy ideas, I mean, people die. So Adams comes in. Uh, he's the biggest cheerleader for illegal immigration in America. He makes New York City the Uber uh, sanctuary city. We're better than Chicago, better than Detroit, but we, we give you health insurance. And if you think about that, you know, California didn't give health insurance on January 1st. We've been doing it for a year and a half. Health insurance to illegal people. Now, if that makes sense to you, uh, you shouldn't be a public office holder in America. You should go to some other country that doesn't have a rule of law. And then he complains about how many people he has here. I wonder why. He asked for them. Abbott didn't ask for them. Uh, the other mayors asked for them, but not with the same enthusiasm that he did. They were sanctuary cities, but they didn't go advertising it every time they spoke. Mr. Mayor, if you had, forget about their status for a moment. If you had 2,000 individuals, let's say homeless individuals, forget about their origin for a moment, at Floyd Bennett Field, and it was facing uh, a flood, you know, with heavy rains. All right, so... We understand they got to be moved. <laughs> the idea to move them to a high school that's in session. I mean, that is insane. It's ludicrous. Where would you as a mayor? I mean, there there are I, I'm not a mayor. I've never been mayor. But I can think of about a half dozen you pass viable it, options. My goodness, you pass it every time you go to LaGuardia Airport or JFK. When you go over the, uh, the, the Triborough Bridge, right to the right there is the Goldwater Hospital. Uh, I think that's pretty much empty. If it has a thousand beds, that'd be a little. Uh, you could fix up a section of that in no time. And, uh, first of all, you'd have them in a place where, well, I mean, they are actually causing a lot of trouble on Randall's Island too. <laughs> so I don't, look, the simple fact is we have a, a bad distribution here with this group of illegals. It's very different than 20 years ago. These are people. First of all, who are not vetted. The Chinese are asked only five questions. They used to be asked 40. So we don't know who the hell they are. Some woman, some woman in Midwood, I guess, who has a door getting banged on by an illegal three times a day, says we don't know who they are. She is absolutely right. But 
Our government doesn't know who they are. We ask so few questions, we have no idea who they are. For example, the Chinese, we, we ask them if they're members of the Communist Party. They say no, we let them in. We ask them if they're going to spy. Now, you're not much of a spy if you go tell people that you're doing it. <laughs> right? All right. It's like um, this government is run by um, ideological Marxist communists, uh, dumb, lazy people, uh, or uh, or these uh, out-of-control, left-wing ideologues who lose all ability to reason. Is it more sinister, perhaps? I mean, moving moving illegal migrants to a school and telling the students to sit, stay home, that, yes, I agree, it's probably just rank incompetence and beyond just the stupidest thing you ever heard, but is there something evil going on? Yeah. There's that possibility. Hey, by the way, you mentioned... Adams rolling out the red carpet and promoting Sanctuary City. Here he is doing just that. Uh, you're gonna he, while you hear him talk, he's walking around a great big ten city like the one they just had to evacuate. Go ahead with that, please. The history of this country has always been tied to welcoming those who are fleeing harm, and that is the spirit of this country. It must be done in an organized way, and. <laughs> I, I believe that we will always be responsible as, as New Yorkers to make sure whoever comes here, we're going to do our job, and that's what we have done. And he's walking around this facility. On how to effectively use our infrastructure to address the crisis and make sure we treat people in a humane way. And that's what we have done. A role model to effect, uh, effectively using our infrastructure. And one more, Mr. Mayor. Here's Marsha Kramer doing a report on this facility. Next one, So please. my first question is, who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? No, that's, that's not it, pal. All right, never mind. Uh, Marsha Kramer went on to the... All right, real quick, Mr. Mayor, go ahead with Marsha Kramer. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. We have a yeah, diaspora dude, dude, that... dude, 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 just... All right. L- l- <laughs> thanks, anyway. Um, the city. No, 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 stop and get off the weed. Um, I would like to know, Mr. Mayor, at this point... Um, What's next? What are the options? What do we do? We're losing the city. Oh, no, we lost the mayor. All right. Well, let's see. I do think marijuana may be a factor here. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. With some 20,000 migrants now in the city, New York is getting ready to open a massive tent city on Randall's Island. CBS political reporter Marsha Kramer took a tour of the facility and is here to tell us what she saw. Marsha. Well, Dick and Daniel, you have no idea how massive this facility is. It's really a series of tents built to withstand all kinds of weather conditions, heat, cold, and even since we're in hurricane season, 90-mile-an-hour winds. I want to tell the migrants that New York City is doing the best that we can to make sure that we're welcoming them. We're doing it in a way that's loving and caring. Deputy Mayor Ann Williams Isom talking about the new Humanitarian Emergency Response and Relief Center on Randall's Island that will help New York City cope with the huge influx of asylum seekers that have flooded the city. 
Officials say that so far, 20,500 migrants have arrived at the Port Authority bus terminal after fleeing their home countries in South America. The deputy mayor says it's important to her to get it right because her family came to the United States as immigrants as well. It means a lot to me. I think my mom is turning 92 on Thursday, and I think she's very proud of what she's been able to do to have access to the American dream. And I feel like I'm honoring her in this work that we're doing. The deputy mayor, along with Emergency Management Commissioner Zach Iskol, Immigrant Affairs Commissioner Manuel Castro, and Dr. Ted Long of New York City Health and Hospitals, led a tour of the tent city erected at a cost of $325,000. That's in addition to the $325,000 it cost to erect and take down the first center the city tried to build at Orchard Beach in the Bronx. Those plans were scrapped after the area flooded during a rainstorm. The Randall's Island facility will house single men. The first thing we're going to do is have one of our staff members go outside to greet you. We're going to offer you food, snacks, water. You've come a long way. Your clothes are probably dirty. You probably haven't showered in some time. That's not the right mental state to be in to determine where you want to be for the next several years of your life. The new relief center has everything, every service, reception rooms to get advice, a cafeteria that will serve three meals a day with a rotating menu of South American dishes, recreation rooms with televisions, Wi-Fi, phones to call relatives back home, even game tables. There are also laundry rooms, bathrooms and showers, and a dormitory tent. So here's the problem, right? Uh, That word went out to the world, right? Mexico, South America, Africa, Asia, right? Come to New York. You'll be taken care of for indefinitely. Come, come, come. That, we're a sanctuary city. All the goodies. That guy even wants to wash your clothes. Who was that guy? You know, they, they mentioned him in the report. OEM Commissioner Zach Iskel. Zachary Iskel. You know anything about this guy? I know a few things about this guy. He's a pretty boy, rich kid who has no idea what he's doing. You know, we just lost Joseph Esposito. One of the greatest law enforcement uh, officers uh, New York City ever saw, right? He's replaced Zachary Iskel, who has great hair and doesn't have a clue. And they came up with the scheme of kicking out children from school to allow illegals to sleep. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You heard uh, Mayor Adams and uh, this Zach Iskel character with the hair and the gel and the uh, the eyewear uh, talking about, oh, you come here all this way, we're going to give you new clothes, we're going to give you a bed, we're going to take care of you, you can hang out in our game room. You know what a much better message than all of that is? Kids in cages! If you come here, your kid, you're going to be separated from your kids. If you come here illegally and you get arrested, we will separate you from your kids. That happens. That's legal policy. If you get arrested in New York City for anything and you're with your kid and you get arrested, you did a crime, uh, you're going to see your kid at some point later. You're not going to take your kid to the jail, right? Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, the kids in cages. I'm just saying the, the messaging, the, the, the vibration coming from New York under, under, uh, coming from America under Trump, you know, don't come to the border. <laughs> it will, it will distress you. It's, so much more effective and so much more humane than that crap Eric Adams was pushing. Mr. Mayor, you're still there. Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't know if you heard Marsha Kramer's report about all the goodies that uh, are awaiting. That yeah, really I mean, set it, up. It, it, yeah. There's, there's no, and, this, and you have to realize we don't know who they are. And there's every reason to believe that a proportion of them, not all, 
but an unknown proportion, and probably more than we'd like to think, are criminals or mental cases or terrorists or uh, Chinese spies. You know, about eight months ago, without telling anyone, they changed the profiling of Chinese coming into America. They used to be asked 40 questions and vetted more carefully than others. Because after all, they come from a country that has been spying on us for 20, 30 years, set up police stations in America. They said we were delaying the Chinese from getting in here, so let's cut it down to five questions. Like, I mean, they can't get in here fast enough to spy on us. So we're down to five questions that tell you nothing about them unless you expect that a, that a spy is going to self-report. So any one of the Chinese that comes in could be a spy. We have no idea. Anybody that comes in from Venezuela could be a communist agent or a killer or come out of a crazy house. We, and that so was even when they're at Floyd Bennett Field. That's one thing. We got all these uh, potential criminals at Floyd Bennett Field or, uh, you know, uh, Randall's Island or in some remote corner of the city that they're moving into a high school. And not only you know, a high school, this is James Madison High School, which has been around for about a century. I don't know if you heard. I think uh, I think Schumer graduated from there. Where, Chuck yeah, Schumer. Yeah, a couple. Of, it has it has a group of you know well known graduates, and at times it was a great. I don't know what it's like now, but it was. It has a great reputation. Uh, but the reality is, the, and and the, uh, the the crime level committed by them is going up uh, substantially. I mean, you had them do a, a, a massive shoplifting, uh, really a crash and bust, uh, in Bloomingdale's, just the other day. So they're moving, they're moving in almost like domestic criminals because they're criminals back in the country they, they come from. They're terrorizing the people around Floyd Benefield. Actually, with, not even around Floyd Benefield, within five to eight miles. Every night they're knocking on doors, demanding food. Uh, you know, some of them are putting on the humble game, but some of them are using intimidation. And they're killing each other. We got a guy stabbed uh, over the weekend, a big fight going on. Uh, according to the people that are there, they, they hush it up, of course. There are fights that fights have been going on from the very beginning. Now, how about this, Mr. Mayor? Uh, Democrat politicians want these people coming. Uh, it doesn't matter who they are, what they are, what their inkling is. But for votes, for votes, this is a this is from Yvette Clark. Uh, she's a congresswoman. I believe she actually represents the district where where this high school is. James Madison, Democrat from Brooklyn. Uh, go ahead with that, please. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. We have a diaspora that, that can absorb a significant number of these migrants. And I, that, you know, when I hear, uh, colleagues talk about, uh, you know, the, 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 the doors of the inn being closed, um, no room in the inn, I, I'm saying, you know, I, I need more people in my district, but just for redistricting purposes. And those members could, could <laughs> clearly. How about that one? What an idiot. Hey, idiot, get the hell out of. The assembly is such a jerk. Well, idiot. I mean, wait a second, though. Idiot. I mean, she just said the quiet part, the quiet part out loud. I yeah, mean, but that's why. Think- I mean, she admits what we all say, and the New York Times says not true. <laughs> I mean, that that is exactly right. They want they want bigger districts. They want to be able to have more control over the district, and they want to get elected. And they do a miserable job, and half of them are crooked, and they they know they're not going to get elected unless they get serfs. Uh, uh, people that are indebted to them, people that are under their control. And may, uh, serfs, what an interesting way to put it. Yes, the people working on the matter. Hey, do me a favor, Mr. Mayor. James Slippin is here. James, you got your finger on the pulse, City Hall, the media. Uh, this story that I sent so far, 
is making big waves nationally, but not sufficient locally. I could be wrong, but uh, what's going on? Yeah, well, I mean, look, obviously parents are outraged. Uh, this is a situation Parents where... at the school are outraged, but I don't feel like it's... Is this the talk of the city right now? Is it? I feel like it's, you know, it's one of the... It's just It just happened. I don't think that this is... You tell me. I mean, parents at the school, I know they're angry. Mm-hmm. You're talking about, like, is is the mayor... Is there, is there a groundswell? Is there a shift? Are they in crisis mode at City Hall right now over this? As they should be. I don't... But I, what, what's going on? No, I mean, I don't necessarily get that sense. I mean, I, I really don't. I, I think, if nothing else, it seems like, generally speaking, City Hall is acting like this is something that's going to continue to have to happen unless they get this money from the federal government or whatever. That's kind of been their fallback, has been repeatedly saying, well, look, we need more money. We want more money from the federal government. Obviously, Adams was hoping maybe Albany would cut a check, and that's not going to happen. So, um, no, I don't know. I, I don't really get the sense that there's a ton of outrage from City Hall no. over this. Mr. Mayor, is this like Any, a desperate ploy? Like, hey, oh, yeah, look, I absolutely. had to do this, so I need money. We're doing this to the kids. You, so, want, you want an example of a lousy mayor, real easy to figure out, begging for money all the time. Yeah. They used to call them the Tin Kang Brigade. They'd go to Washington, and they'd want money, and they have no ideas how to fix their city. Money's not going to fix this. They can give them all the money in the world. First of all, they're going to steal half of it. And give it to their pals with, you know, million and billion dollar contracts that should cost a third of that. But they're employing entire families, their families, so they can kick back. And that's been going on with social welfare programs for 50 years. So you, you never can give them enough money. The people they hire are incompetent to do the job because they're all political hires. They don't know how to take care of people. And finally, this is a very different situation. We do not know Five to eight million people are. That's that, that's what's come in under Biden. It's been an invasion of unknown proportions, and we have to figure with the uh, with the uh, Mexican cartels on top of this. Not us, but the Mexican cartels. It's a disproportionate, a very da- disproportionate number of da- dangerous people, and we're treating it like you know this is uh, uh, the boat coming over and the Statue of Liberty and all the great. Uh, little immigrants with no money in their pockets see the Statue of Liberty and say, streets are gold, and we want to work. When, when jobs were available, 2% of them asked for jobs. 2, 2%. <laughs> hey, you know, it, it was pointed out, and in, in, when they came over through Ellis Island, you know, in The Godfather, Vito Corleone, you remember? <laughs> I remember, he, sure. He, he has to spend <laughs> six weeks on Ellis Island in quarantine because he has uh, tuberculosis or the measles or something like that. The doctor checks him out. Immigration officials check him out, and they put him in quarantine. And that, I believe, is in 1912. It was like it was a law. I mean, we had our act together back then. 110 years later, we're more screwed up than ever before. It is a tragedy. It's terrible. It's an invasion. This is an illegal invasion of the United States. When you start getting up to numbers like four and five million in two years of people we don't know and people that we, we large, large number of people we never would have accepted. And we don't, we don't question them at all anymore. That whole Chinese situation really revealed what's going on. Get them in as fast as possible. Get them in as fast as possible. So they cut down the questioning of the Chinese because the Chinese were annoyed they weren't getting in fast enough. I mean, that's crazy. We, they should get in as slow or as slower or as fast as is necessary to determine they're lawful people, and they're going to be contributing citizens. James Flippin, you got something to add. I here. was just going to add that, you know, this week the uh, Adams administration said they're enforcing the 60-day shelter limit in city shelters when it comes to migrant families, that migrant families have to reapply 
after staying 60 days in shelters. And basically what they said in their justification for doing so is that they need more space, that there's more migrants continuing to arrive. So the, the official line from City Hall is we need to continue to respond to the arrival as opposed to really doing anything about stopping mm. the arrival. Well, it is we're losing our city. We're losing our country. And um, by the way, Mr. Mayor, you and I both know that Joe Biden is thoroughly corrupt. There's no doubt about it. I mean, but my question to you is this. Who's really calling the shots? Is it Joe Biden or is it Barack Obama? What's definitely, happening? I mean, I think we can all agree as sensible people, it definitely isn't Joe Biden. Right. He didn't even know his secretary of defense was gone for five days. I mean, the biggest part of that story, well, there are a lot of parts of it is the incompetence of the president. I can't imagine there's a president in modern times that went five days without talking to a secretary of defense. It also tells you it's a lot of garbage when they tell you he works on vacation. If he, if he, if he, if he wasn't in contact with the secretary of defense, the number two guy or person, a woman of defense during a time that there are two wars going on and we're getting prepared to, to, to react to the hooties, then, uh, he's out of it. I mean, he's like an irrelevant part of the process. Somebody else must have made that decision uh, to to bomb uh, the Houthis that were trying to uh, take the ship. That all happened while our Secretary of Defense was missing and in intensive care. The uh, Deputy Secretary was on vacation in uh, Puerto Rico and didn't know she was running the department, which means nobody was running it. And Biden wasn't in contact with either of them. Well, somebody may be running it, but they're not a political appointee. They are just or they're they're. We haven't. Been, they, we didn't elect. I'd them. like to know who it is because he's running like a communist. We didn't elect them. The deep state. This this shows you they just come and go. Something else uh, dark is going on, and I don't like it. This is not a democracy anymore. This is. I never thought it would happen. I'm very. I'm demoralized, but at the same time, kind of crazy optimistic. Yeah. Uh, you know, Donald Trump right now is 40 points ahead of Ron DeSantis in second place in Iowa. Now, Mr. Mayor and James, I don't think when the Democrats came up with that plan to indict him and arrest him four different times that they ever in their wildest dreams would have thought that that would have catapulted him to near to to sure lock totally owns it. He's going to be the nominee status. They never thought it would work out this way. Did they? I I, I don't I mean, they, they killed themselves. I mean, they actually shot themselves in the foot. I think they realize it now, and they're trying to figure another strategy. I think if they, like, were to convict him, he'd get elected by acclamation. (laughs) People would just say, let's get it over with, just put him in. Uh, Because uh, um, the cases have been degraded to nothing. So the conviction would be the conviction of an innocent man, which is the most horrible thing that can happen in the justice system. Totally. Mr. Mayor, how about this real quick? Can you break it down for us? I'm having a little trouble with this whole Fannie Willis thing in Atlanta. I'm not a Fannie Willis fan. She came up with the RICO thing. And, you know, gosh, you're in trouble for picking up she the wants phone. She to put me in jail for 20 years. For leaving a voicemail. For leaving a very courteous voicemail. That was in furtherance she of the and conspiracy. She and her boyfriend want to put me in jail for So what is the big deal about the boyfriend? I mean, to me, it's, well, it's, it's so she was dating another prosecutor. Interesting. It's not I, like, she, but I, I, it's not I, like she was dating, like, say, a defense lawyer or the judge. I mean, prosecutors are allowed to date other prosecutors. I would, I, I don't think it's the biggest I'm deal tell in the world. I was. And, and I was, I read the thing and I got through half of it and I said, oh, this is crazy. And then I read the rest of it and I said, I got it. They committed crimes. Uh, that guy got paid over $600,000. That's not the kind of money you pay a special prosecutor. That's way beyond. $100,000 a year, maybe. 200000 
Uh, second, I am told by an enormously reliable source that the money is going to become about a million dollars. And they were whacking it up going on vacation. They went on vacation three times and they went on two cruises in a uh, 18-month period of time, the two of them. You know, love trips. And you're paying for them. The taxpayers are paying for them. Why did they hire? Why, why didn't, wh- what was the justification for hiring, hiring this him? special prosecutor? Yeah. yeah. They didn't need one. I mean, he doesn't know anything about it. I mean, he, he was a very, very, uh, inexperienced prosecutor who tried a couple of small cases. And I can tell you, he didn't know what the hell he was doing because he questioned me for four hours. And it was torture. <laughs> I, I had, I had asked myself the question. So you know this guy. Oh my God. And by the way, wasn't he the one standing right next to Fannie Willis when yeah. the yeah, indictments he doesn't know were what announced? He's doing. Everybody in, in Georgia had no, uh, no clue why she hired him. She didn't need him. And he, all he had to screw up the grand jury. Plus, she had an unnecessary grand jury. I was in front of a grand jury I've never heard of before that makes recommendations but doesn't indict. No, I get it. All right. So, so no. now I get, I get it really clear. This grand jury was a was a fraud to get him a job and to take money and to take money out of Atlanta. Look, I keep telling everybody this. They don't want to listen. Atlanta is crooked from top to bottom. That's why they stole the election. They wouldn't know what, how, how to do it any other way. What impact will this have on the case against you? Case or the gonna, case against uh, is going to fall apart. It is. Yeah, absolutely. The irregularities in this case and the obscenities in the way it was handled. It's a case like Justice Jackson, uh, there was a case in the Supreme Court in the 40s in which he said, we're not even going to go through the irregularity and ethical behavior here. It's so much, we just got to throw the case out. It stinks up the courthouse. Who said that one? I'm sorry. Justice Jackson. About what? I'll get what? the opinion for you. The one who presided over the Nuremberg trials. I got to find that. That sounds like a great line. I want to yeah, apply I that. Mean, this, this, and this, I don't know what else you could do. I mean, she, she uh, filed an indictment and then said, ooh, I forgot to get the grand jury to, 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 to vote. Oh, boy. You know, it's all coming out. It's all Ooh. coming out. We're all seeing it. Mr. Mayor, any satisfaction with that? Jane Slippin. I mean, are you, are of you, course. right? Of course. He wants to put me in jail. He put me through, uh, going through the jail. Uh, they didn't have to do it that way. Uh, I, you know, I, I did that for a thousand, two, five thousand prisoners. They, we had an office off the courtroom. You didn't, we didn't, we didn't send the guy that was getting fingerprinted and photographed to, to the prison. He did it right there in the courthouse. They do it in New York. That's the way we do it. And it, there, they set up a new procedure because there were so many people. You had to walk through the entire prison. I must have walked a quarter of a mile. You know, it's an amazing thing. And the prisoners applauded for me, but, you know. Yeah, they did. They gave Rudy a round of applause. And and, and uh, President Trump, because he, he he went the next day, and I think he would have been very annoyed if he didn't get a porter. <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing. I mean, the stuff that you have seen, the things that have happened to you, I to me, it makes it. You're stronger than ever. You're better than ever. And so was the president. I talked to him this morning, ah. about a half hour, and uh, you know about his about his uh, mother-in-law, wonderful woman who who passed away, and to give my regards to Melania and. He's got a tremendous father-in-law who, my assistant Ted, you know Ted, yeah. he was teaching him football when we were at Mar-a-Lago watching a football game. And the guy knows uh, European football really well, and he was making the transition really quick. That's amazing. I love nice it. family. Yeah. And, and the president's a family man. I mean, I know, uh, he, he's, he, he does, goes out of his way to be at home every night. It's uh, we're extraordinarily lucky, and I mean, you, me, James, the rest. We have this insight and this this vantage point. He's and, a good uh, man with all the crap they put him through. He's, he, you would just say simply, he's a good man. Eccentric, yeah, but so is every great man.
Hey, exactly. <laughs> and it's New York. It's America. You're allowed to be a little bit unique. We love it. Mr. Mayor, thank you very much. We'll talk to you at 3, God and what? we'll be right back. Thank you, sir. Okay. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Thanks. I just saw the the coach of that girls' basketball team that was allegedly making anti-Semitic uh, uh Terms, name calling, uh, the other, uh, team. He's on TV crying, crying because he got fired. Maybe they needed to do a fuller investigation. Was it his responsibility? He says he didn't even hear anybody say anything like that. So maybe it was a little bit premature, but dude, come on, get it together. You can act like a man. Uh, Michael in Westchester, yes. Yo. Good morning. Hello. Good afternoon, Greg. How are you? Fine. Greg, I'd like to tell you, you're doing a great job that you're bringing the truth out to the American people across the United States. But this goes about Floyd Bennett Field. What about our brave men and women that served our country? If they showed up at the gate there, would the New York City Police Department arrest them for trying to get in and seek shelter? If they showed, you know, up, at, if they showed up at what gate? At the gate at Floyd Bennett Field to get in and take shelter in those tents and have the same opportunity that those people that are coming from another country have well we could always do more for our veterans but sometimes i feel like the veteran issue is a little bit overplayed a little bit overdone because uh i th- I, I we could go on and on about that but uh look right now i'm thinking about those high school students they didn't even they haven't served in the military they're not old enough and they've been displaced they've been displaced michael are you a- Greg, they shouldn't have been displaced, okay? Maybe the mayor ought to turn around and put those people in his house where he lives occasionally. You know, it's a real shame, but everybody's talking and squawking and not doing much about it, except you that brings it out to light. You and, and uh, Curtis Fleewell bring it out. Well, uh, and, and there are a handful of others, not enough, and I wish sometimes, you know, we could do more. You know, and you know what the, you know what the hell the government says? Kathy Helkel says, well, you should take people into your house. You should take migrants into your house, people you never met, people you don't know, where they came from, who they are. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's a nice uh, thought in theory, in philosophy, all right? Uh, I have children, all right? I'm not bringing strangers in the house, okay? And, oh, by the way, we don't have enough room. Michael, thank you very much. Carmine. Yeah, Greg, the mayor touched on it. You know, Melania's mom passing. And we love Melania. And, you know, whether you're rich or poor, it It, it hurts. You know, the fake news is not going to give this the coverage that it deserves. But just in the, the event that the Trumps are listening, I want them to know that your fans and you really are heartbreaks for her at this time of passing. Yeah, Melania's mom. I did not know. I never met her or anything like that. Melania, I have met an amazing woman. It's always sad when you lose a parent, when anybody dies. But death is part of life. It, it really is. But we love Melania and we love Donald Trump. Traffic jams tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.